Welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. Are you ready? Did you know there's even more than just this podcast? Go check out my website, houseplant-homebody.com for even more and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Houseplant Homebody LLC. And as I'm sure you already know, each podcast episode has a corresponding blog post on my website, so make sure you check that out. And do not forget to rate, review this podcast, and make sure you're commenting, liking, sharing, and subscribing so more plant people just like you can find my podcast and social media. You can even help support your favorite podcast, blog, and social media by joining me on my Become a Supporter website page to get exclusive podcast episodes, access to a supporter-only Facebook group, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. And if you really just can't get enough, I send out a bi-monthly newsletter on the first of every other month, also with exclusive content and some updates on what's happened the previous couple months. All right, let's get into it. Today, I am really excited to talk about plant lover gifts, and this is a big old guide for that. So plant lovers are simple people. They just love plants. So any kind of topic or introduction to plants or talking about plants or even asking about plants is widely accepted by everyone, let me tell you. So if you don't know what to get a plant lover, start asking questions because I guarantee One, they will be extremely happy that you're actually asking about their love, plants. And two, they will take any excuse to talk about plants. So if you start asking them, oh, what kind of plants are you interested? What's like new and happening in the plant world that you are looking at or something? Just to get a hint of what you want to get them, they will tell you. (laughs) So if you're really unsure Honestly, start asking. If you want to be a complete surprise, that is part of what this gift guide is for. So, the one thing I'm going to say is you if you have a friend that's expressed interest in a plant and they're kind of new to plants, I would honestly start with a small essential kit. It'll be really thoughtful. You'll be able to get them everything you need in the small kit, maybe put it in a basket or something. It'd be very cute. So you could get them like a low maintenance house plant, which you can go to the podcast episode of the blog to learn more about. I put top 10. There's a lot more low maintenance house plants out there, but I have the top 10 listed. And the other essentials you need to get for them are soil, a watering can, maybe even fertilizer, pruners, and a pot with drainage and a saucer. That would be the cutest little essential guy. You could even get them gloves if you wanted to also. Just all of that stuff you could honestly probably get under 50 bucks all combined depending on what you're getting and where you're getting it obviously. But that would be an amazing plant gift for someone that's kind of new to it that wants to get started with it. Now, how this episode is going to work is I actually put out a bunch of questions on Instagram like I normally do, but I asked different questions this time to see what would come up instead of what do you want to hear about? So, well, I did put that question first and I did get a response. Anyways, I put several other questions on there and based on people's responses, I'm just going to talk about them here in the beginning instead of the end of the podcast episode because that'll kind of steer some answers of what I'm thinking. And then I'll go into a bunch of details. If you are not a person that has even looked at the blog or checked out the blog, this is one you're going to need to because all of the products, all of the plant shops, everything will be linked in the blog post. 
you just go to houseplant-homebody.com and click on blog at the top and it will be, if this is the week it was released, it will be that top one. If you're having a hard time searching it and it's, you know, way in the future or something, if you just type in like plant lover or gift guide, it will pop up. So there you go. Okay, for a reminder, Instagram Q&A is what I call this on the blog post and here and on the Instagram stories when I'm asking these questions. But usually I just post a question in my story, say, hey, this is the next blog blog or podcast episode. What do you want to know about it? Or is there anything you want to say about it? Anything like that? In this case, I asked some questions and people were able to respond, which is great, or ask questions too. So I have responses and questions from everyone from the questions related to this topic I provided. So my first question, which is super generic and I needed more detail, so I asked more questions, was any plant gift related questions or anything you want to hear about? And I got the response of what do you get for a plant lover in your life who actually has everything help? So... In that case, (laughs) that's harder, honestly, and it really depends on the person. So for me personally, replenishing supplies, I mean, I have over 200 plants, so I go through fertilizer. I have like four watering cans. I have a bunch of supplies like that that I always need replenished. Um, So fertilizer, any kind of like like bun-eyed, systemic insect control, um, neem oil, pruners, gloves, any of that stuff I use all the time in soil even too. So replenishing that stuff saves me time and money and I appreciate that. Now someone might think, my god, that's not a very personal gift. That's okay. That's just my personal preference. But if you don't want to get them supplies and you're like, that's a lame gift, start asking them the questions of plants. Because I have 200 plants, but let me tell you, there's 100 on my wish list that I want someday, you know? So if you start asking me personally, Holly, what kind of plants are you interested in right now? Or what is your wish list plants? Actually, I sent these to a friend the other day because he was like, I never know what to get you for Christmas. What do you want? I'm like, do you want to just buy a plant maybe? He's like, yeah, send me a list and where I can find them. So I did. So if you're looking for plants, start asking what their wish list plants are and then go to this blog post and check out the different sources that I have for online plant shopping that I know for sure is reliable. You can go that route or you could go to your local garden center or even plant shop and check out there. I'm sure there's plenty of options near you as well, depending on where you live, obviously. But I do have a few of the online plant shops listed on the website. So, asking them or even replenishing supplies that they need or that they use. If someone has everything and they're a big plant person like myself, I'm kind of particular with my brands on stuff. So if you think they're not particular about that stuff or they're willing to try new things or whatever, you can get them anything. But if you're at their house constantly or whatever, maybe sneak a peek of what they use or even ask them questions. Like if you have a plant, you'd be like, hey, what kind of fertilizer you use? I don't really know if I need fertilizer or something. You can ask them and they'll tell you what kind they use. I guarantee it is a foolproof answer. They will always tell you, or at least for me, any excuse to talk about plants, I will do it. So that is my long-winded answer of saying, ask them about what they use and about the plants they're looking for because I guarantee you'll get a ton of answers and options of what you should be getting. 
Okay, my other question was, which was really fun, I got the most answers out of, was what is a plant gift you've received that you loved or disliked? And the first one that came in said, dislike when people give me plant coffee mugs or clothes, too ordinary like a tourist. So totally understand that. And that is totally personal preference because I actually love that stuff, but I'm particular about that stuff. For example, when someone gets me like a succulent t-shirt, I'm like, I'm not the biggest succulent fan. So like, yeah, I'm a plant lover, but like, I'm not in that lump of plant lover stuff, you know? So like, there are things. There's like that generic plant lover thing. If it's like specific, like currently that I love the t-shirts that have like the plant names, like there's there's t-shirts that have like Pothos, Philodendron, Monstera, Alcacia, or whatever on it. Just like a list of names. I love those. Those are very specific for plant lover people. And like people that don't deal with plants won't know what those are, but plant lovers will. So just as an example. But yeah, it's totally personal preference. I I kind of agree with some things. There are some really kitschy things out there that are kind of ordinary and not so unique. But if you go on Etsy, there's a ton of really cool plant shops with unique gifts and merch too, if you are into that or if you know your plant lover is into that. So I'm going to list some of those shops on the website as well, but totally agree to some level on this one. The next one I got says, I got a really great set of clippers and trimmers, but the handles are brown and I put them down and lose them constantly because they blend in. So this is funny because I actually tease an old coworker of mine, Marianne, at the garden center I used to manage because she had like three or four of these brown pruners and she was just known for losing them because she'd set them on a table, lose them. Three days later, she'd find them. And they were all brown. And I'm like, why are you using brown? You could use yellow, red, something. So I actually like the Dram Compact Shears. I currently have them in green, which is also not a great color to have them in. But I love green, so that's why I did that. Um, I used to have them in yellow, but I lost the yellow pair. So <laughs> I know, ironic. But... Um, I have those linked on the blog post as well. So if you want to check out those, even on Amazon, Dram has like their website through Amazon. So you can buy them through there as well. A lot of garden centers and like even bigger places like Home Depot, Menards carry Dram products. So it's just an overall good brand. I personally like those ones and I've been partial to them for years, but you don't have to get them. But anyway, point being, they have really bright, handles on them, which is why I like them. And they're small. That's also why I like them, hence the compact part. Okay, the next one says, I live in Arizona and moss poles do not stay wet at all. It's aesthetic and that's about it. So, I agree. Um, I live in Wisconsin. That is not Arizona. It does not get that hot. It is not that dry whatsoever. Um, But I literally only use them for aesthetic and stability. So, that's usually all I get out of it. I do know there are different kinds of moss or even cocoa core poles that kind of have hollowed out centers um, or that just allow more moisture. But just the nature of a moss pole, it's just straight vertical. So it's hard to keep moisture in there, especially when it's moss. It doesn't really hold moisture like soil does. So 
if you're having that kind of issue, you could even try putting soil into a moss pole and kind of creating yourself with hardware cloth and moss and soil in it if that was your goal with it. There are definitely ways to try to get around that. You could do like a heavier soil in there to retain the moisture if you needed to, not so porous. I wouldn't recommend that for every single plant, obviously, but if that's your goal, there might be ways you can try to work with it. Pre-made moss poles, I feel like, and I say moss poles, but I've been using cocoa core. They're just aesthetic at this point. They don't really stay moisturize very often. You could probably soak them, but especially in Arizona, they're going to dry out quick. So either way, I've had philodendron still attached to a uh, cocoa core pole because it wanted to grow vertically and it needed to attach something and the roots are growing on it, even though I'm not keeping it moist though. So it does the trick. It's just like a tree. A tree is just wood. And plants like monsteras and stuff like that grow up trees. So it doesn't necessarily need to be completely soaking wet all the time for roots to be attaching to anything. So it's aesthetic and it's your leaves to get bigger and it's stability. That's what (laughs) a moss pole or a cocoa core pole does, at least in my opinion. So whoever said this, I agree with you 100%. And I'm sorry if that's your goal to get them to stay wet. I'm sure there are other ways to do it, but in Arizona, yeesh, good luck. It's very hot and dry there. Okay, and then the last one for this question was a propagation station, one of those wood triangles with three bulbous vases that hang off a rod. This one is cool because I actually have one, I think literally the same one that they were talking about, and I did link one similar to the one I have. I got it as a gift as well, and I love it, and I've literally had philodendron growing in it for years now. (laughs) Not years, probably about a year I've had philodendron growing in it. So propagation stations are an amazing thing to do, especially for someone like me who loves to trim plants. I also love, I found like kind of mini mason jars are at a Marshalls or TJ Maxx. I haven't seen them in a bit since then, but I, I know they exist like at Target and stuff like that too, like mini mason jars that I use for propagation or even big mason jars for my larger plants too. So yeah, propagation stations are amazing. I'll have other examples linked in the blog post as well for that. Okay, my next question was what plant-related item or plant do you wish you had? And I just got plant-related item. Someone said a greenhouse with two laughing faces, which honestly, same. Like, I want a greenhouse so bad. I want one attached to my house. I want to live in it. I want to be in a jungle. And I'm sure most of you feel the same way too. Or if this is someone that is not a plant lover that's listening to this, I'm sure your plant lover will want this. Um, If someone has a home and they are obsessed with plants and they want to experiment with propagation and kind of get more in depth into it, you can actually buy mini plastic greenhouses that you could fit in your house. I know that sounds insane, but I know a couple people have done this. And that's just to keep some of the plants living to their fullest potential and really working through the propagation side of things because that extra humidity helps a lot with propagation if it's needed. Now, there are also the IKEA greenhouses or the IKEA glass cabinets that people are using as greenhouses. I will have all of those linked as well. I also have an 8 foot by 20 foot sunroom that you can buy at Home Depot 
linked as well. Just for fun, go look at it. <laughs> it's huge and it's beautiful. So greenhouse, heck yeah, I agree. The second one people wish they had more of was grow lights, which is always a need. I feel like in my house, I feel like I could be installing like two or three more grow lights. I can literally think of spots they could be going right now. So I already have that grow light blog post, which has a ton of information and options in it. So I will link that. I will also link just a couple of grow lights, grow light options in this blog post just for reference to quick guide to it. But I also have the blog post reposted a couple times. And the last question, I said, what online plant shops do you trust or when you shop for plants in person? So two people responded. One said Water Farms in Nina, Wisconsin for plants in person. This is actually a place I go to um, and I really like their place. They usually have smaller stock, so it's not as expensive. It's a little cheaper, but you can still get good quality grown plants there. And being where it is in Nina, which is around the Oshkosh, Appleton, Green Bay, kind of that north area of Wisconsin, it's one of the only shops that sells rare plants up there that I know of. Um, The other person said, totally trust Unsolicited Plant Talks. Unsolicited Plant Talks is a online plant shop. I follow them. I love their content. I've never bought from them, but I would suggest them because of this suggestion. So, those were all of the Instagram questions, answers, comments, and my feedback. So, we're going to go into more of the detail of shops to go to, things to consider, that kind of thing. And it's going to be detailed. And if you want links, please go to the website and go to that blog post because it's going to have direct links to everything. Okay, so we're going to start with plant shopping in general, plants themselves. So it's honestly one of the best gifts you can get a plant lover because you know for sure they love plants. The hard thing is you don't know if they have it or not. So that's when I suggest asking them what's on their wish list or what do they wish they had that was like a rare plant or a more common plant. You can ask both those questions. Rare plants and wish list plants are usually more expensive. So if you ask what's like a common plant that you've been dying to have or you've been seeing that you want, more than likely you're going to spend less money on a plant like that. So you can kind of work around it that way. For example, if someone said, what's a wishlist plant? My first thing would be Rio philodendron. Good luck finding one of those. And then it would be Thai constellation monstera or aura monstera. Good luck paying for those. Heck no. So if someone said, what's kind of a common plant you've been wanting? I, I would say, if I think about it, my money tree kind of died off. <laughs> I'd want one of those. I've been dying to have a pitcher plant. Um, but I've never wanted to, I've never had one or like a maidenhair fern. I've killed mine twice now and I would like to try again. Those are plants that you could probably pretty easily find that are not too expensive. So just different ways to think about asking the question based on your budget. Plus it gives any plant lover an excuse to talk about plants and we will take any opportunity we get. So, okay, I have a giant list of plant shops physical plant shops, and a few online plant shops on the blog post. So I have a bunch in Chicago and a bunch in Milwaukee that I have talked about in the past. So I'm just going to run through them real quick just to get that over with. And then I'll 
I'll talk about the plant shops that were suggested to me or that are in other states besides Illinois or Wisconsin. Okay, so Clover is a shop in Milwaukee, actually Bayview area, that I really like. They're, they have always have good plants, and I actually buy my Cocoa Core poles from there. They're stackable, and they always have them. And they have really small ones, too, for teeny tiny plants, which is also very nice. So I like Clover in Milwaukee. Mod Gen is always my go-to. Not only do they have plants, but they have really unique, cute gifts. So really good holiday shopping right there. So you could get your plant, you could get your pot, you get soil, and you get cute little gifts while you're there. It's a one-stop shop in Milwaukee. Calendar's greenhouse is seasonal. So they are not open right like right this second in Oct- um, early November, but they're back open, I think, in winter because they do seasonal things too. But in the summer, it's a really good option. Bayside Garden Center is a must-go-to if you're looking for rare plants in the Milwaukee area. This is in Bayside, Wisconsin, so it's just north of Milwaukee. They constantly have uh, replenishing houseplants and like a couple greenhouses full of them. So if you're looking for that wish list plant, I guarantee it's probably here. If not, you might be able to ask them and they might be able to get it in because I know some garden centers can do that too and they do constantly have replenishing plants. Now we're on to Chicago. There are a ton of options in Chicago. My first option that I really like, City Escape Garden Center is gorgeous. Even if you don't need to buy a plant necessarily, just going to shop there, they're so pretty and the aesthetic is great. The nice thing about City Escape is they have the same plant but in multiple sizes. So if you wanted to get like a four inch version, a six inch or a 10 inch version of it, sometimes they have different size options in the plant, which is really nice. Plant Shop Chicago is a classic shop. They are in Chicago and they have a new store in Evanston, Illinois as well. They're a really cool shop, have some rare plants, a lot of common plants too. Um, Kideas or it's it shows as cute ideas. I'm not quite sure. This is like a hole in the wall plant shop, but definitely a must go to. Super cool, mostly common plants, but once in a while they have some unique house plants and some really cute pots as well. Chicago plants open during the pandemic. Love them. Their shop is amazing. They always have good choices for plants and their prices are really reasonable. The next one is Gethsemane Garden Center, which is also in Chicago. Great plant shop. I talked about them, I believe, in my Plant Shops of Wisconsin and Illinois podcast. Um, They have really good options. They are a little bit pricier, but they have what seems to be more unique options sometimes, or maybe not rare, but just unique for the most part, if that makes sense. Like a different cultivar that other places won't have, but it's not really expensive because it's not rare, you know, but they do have some rare stuff. The next one is Adams and Sons and Daughters Gardens, which is funny because it used to be Adams and Sons, but he had a daughter, so he renamed it. Also in Chicago, prices are unbeatable here, so highly recommend going there. Sunnyside Plants in Chicago is a must. They just moved to a new location probably about a year ago, maybe a little bit more than a year ago. Um, The owners are so kind, prices super reasonable, and they always have rare plants. The owners actually collect euphorbia, so they have a ton of variety of euphorbia there as well. And they have a ton of plant knowledge. Very reliable shop to talk to. And then there is another shop in Illinois called Grow Geneva. 
I haven't been there myself, but I have had it recommended to me. And then there is a plant shop we're going to get out of Chicago, Illinois, Milwaukee area. There is a place called Stump Plants, which there is a location in Milwaukee, but there's actually several more. Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Devon, Pennsylvania, and Savannah, Georgia. Several locations called Stump Plants. Really nice plants, great prices, really cool aesthetic in the store, honestly. So, highly recommend them. Then in Fitchburg, Wisconsin, there's a place called Felly's Garden Center. Felly's has other shops called Felly's Flowers because they have cut flowers as well, but the garden center is located in Fitchburg, Wisconsin. Prices are a little higher, but honestly, some of the plants are very unique and really good quality there. Down to Earth Garden Center in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I have been dying to go there. They have, they're very similar to Bayside Garden Center based on their social media and conversations I've kind of had with them. They have a constant replenishment of houseplants and they normally have pretty unique houseplants. So I highly recommend going there. Then we've got Back Alley Houseplants in Ames, Iowa. I have a friend who goes to school in Iowa and she found this place and their social media is always great. They have always have great selection of houseplants and it's called Back Alley Houseplants because I believe it's in the back of a coffee shop or something. So very unique location and really cool shop. The next one is Terrain. I'm sure a lot of plant people have heard of this place. This is in a few different places. Um, Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, Westport, Connecticut, and Devon, Pennsylvania are all the locations. But Terrain is a very, at least in my mind, iconic garden center because their aesthetic is amazing. They also have good houseplants and it's been recommended to me. The next one that was recommended was Tally's Greenhouses in Troy, Michigan. I also have another one in Michigan, the Plant House in Ferndale, Michigan. There is Little Eden Plantscaping in Arvada, Colorado. When you go to their website, they do plantscaping, so rentals and everything like that and designing, but they do have a plant shop there. And they don't have any of the information necessarily on the website, but they do have plant shopping. So don't let their website fool you. And then the last one I put, because I haven't been there, but my sister and I are actually going here next fall. And it's Fernie's, the retro plant shop in Waco, Texas. So this is kind of the umbrella of Magnolia. So Joanna Gaines, um, her sister opened a plant shop called Fernie's, the retro plant shop. And those are all of my recommendations. (laughs) I know it's a lot. I linked all of them to their website or um, if they didn't have a website, their social media on there. So I highly recommend them. Now, I only have five plant shops listed for online plant buying because I don't do a ton of online plant buying. And when I do, I try to do it from a reliable plant shop because there, I'm sure there's a ton of people on Etsy that are actually really reliable, have a ton of great reviews and stars usually you just pay a ton in shipping when you're buying online. So usually I try to buy in person whenever possible and support local, obviously. But when I don't do that, (laughs) I recommend or I've been recommended these places. So Gabriella Plants is a huge company, but I've never ordered from them. 
but I highly recommend them. They actually have a podcast called Every Plant Has a Story, I believe. It's such a good podcast for a plant lover. So if if you're buying a plant for someone, let them know like, hey, like I heard this podcast is really good. You should listen to it. It just goes so much more into depth of like from the horticulture perspective. It's it's awesome. So I really like it, but that's from my perspective who worked in a garden center, understands the industry a little bit more and just wants to learn more about the super, super details of plants. So Gabriela Plants is one plant shop. They're based in Florida. And then there is Bros with Hose. So it's abbreviated to BWH company online. I have bought from them. The quality is always amazing. The packaging is great. They always do an amazing job. They do, usually they do a drop, I think weekly. Um, And Gabriella Plants does too. Most of these places do plant drops of certain plants. But that's another place I would highly recommend. They usually have some rare plants, but most of the time they have a lot of common plants too. Once in a while, they'll have a unique cultivar too. Another place I have bought from is called The Green Escape based out of Florida as well. He was just a kind of a grower. He just did it at home. And I've been following him for years and I've been buying from him for the last few years too. He usually sells starter plants for the most part. So they're smaller, but I like that because I don't mind growing them out. But his quality is always good. Customer service is always great and I highly recommend them. They're a lot bigger now. He gained property and greenhouses and everything. So it's really cool to see him grow. But that's the green escape. The next one is a recommended one that I have never actually bought from. And it's unsolicited plant talks, which is the one I said earlier that they highly recommend. I have been following them for years and I do love their content. I have just never personally purchased from them. So based on the recommendation, I would recommend them as well. And my last one, which is someone I've been dying to actually buy from, and I know a lot of people buy from them because the quality and size and price that they provide is honestly unbeatable. And they are called We Are Plant Lovers. And when I say size, quality, price, they always have really, really nice sized plants. They usually don't have a ton of teeny tiny stuff, but it's still usually nice and full. If you have like a four inch plant, it's like a really full plant or if it's like, you know, a plant that doesn't get that full but it's just a good size for it price wise they have very reasonable prices for what they should be and they have very unique and rare plants constantly and I mean constantly turning over too they usually do plant drops maybe once a week every other week depending on how their stock is going they travel a lot to get their plants Um, And I believe they're out of Florida, but they've gone to California to get plants and stuff like that. So highly recommend We Are Plant Lovers. Their social media is really fun to follow too. Um, They're fun to watch and the plants are always really cool to see. And they always walk you around the greenhouses and kind of show you around on social media. So highly recommend them. Their plant drops usually happen on their stories on Instagram. So their stories are usually really long, but I like going through them and seeing all the plants and they usually directly link the plants that they're showing on their stories. So that is another place I would highly recommend that I find myself buying from probably in the near future. So that's the online shops that I've had recommended to me or that I have bought from or that I would trust 
myself. I know that isn't a lot, and I'm sure that list will grow over time, but currently that's what I'm comfortable saying that I trust right now. Okay, let's move on to some plant-related experiences and then plant-related gifts. So if you don't want to get someone a plant-related gift that's like, a you know, what we've called it before, a touristy thing, or you don't want to even like bother with the plant because you don't want to have to take care of it before you give to someone, get someone an experience. So I guarantee any plant lover will tell you like any kind of class or workshop would just be so fun. One, it gives you a plant and two, it's something you could do with friends or family. So I just recommended a couple things and then there's a couple other random plant related gifts that you can kind of give that you don't have to hold on to a plant or something. So we're going to start with those random things. So actually, there is a hair place, um, hair salon in Milwaukee called Folia Plants and Hair. And they are a hair salon with a plant shop inside of it in Milwaukee. What? I actually just booked my first appointment in the next couple of weeks with them and I'm very excited. But highly recommend them. Um, if you know someone in Milwaukee and they're looking for a new hair salon, maybe get them a gift card to there. Try it out. If they don't like it, whatever. They get their hair done once and they go get a plant. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay, the next place that I recommended, and I just included this company name, but I know there's a ton out there. Horti, so it's H-O-R-T-I, is a houseplant subscription box. So actually, my friend Bryce got me this a couple of years ago for Christmas. It was really cool because plants just showed up at my door, <laughs> which is always fun. Um, and sometimes in that kind of subscription box, you can choose the level of difficulty. So you could do like easy, moderate, or like harder, more unique plants. So I would recommend something like that too because it was really nice just getting a plant delivered to my house. And I still have them. And then the kind of related experiences would be classes or workshops. So um, there is a place called um, Milwaukee Terrarium Company, which is part of Milwaukee, but it's mostly Wisconsin that they do plant workshops and they do visit fairs and markets and stuff like that too. But the other one I would highly recommend because they actually travel a lot in Illinois and Wisconsin. It's called Forest Farms, LLC. They do plant and sip classes. They are always at a brewery or something. So you can, with the class, you get like a free beer. You get, you always get a really nice planter. Or for example, the holiday one, which I know me and my friends are planning on doing. They're doing a succulent wreath, which is so fun. So you get a beer, you get the succulent wreath, and then I know if you have like a group of four or more, you get like in a drawing usually for whatever the um, instructor is making too. So they make it so much fun and they really help you figure out how to take care of what you're actually taking home too. So highly recommend. I actually went to college with the owners of this company, so I'm a little biased, but I found them on social media first, <laughs> which is so funny. Um, so I would highly recommend them. And it's Forest with two R's. So it's F-O-R-R-E-S-T. I have a link to that as well on the blog post. So those are all really fun experiences. I'm sure there's other workshops or classes in your town or near you um, or near your plant lover, wherever they are. If you call a local garden center or plant shop, they might have those classes. You might be able to purchase that kind of thing ahead of time or tickets to that or, you know, a gift card to that place to do that or something like that. So really fun experiences would be a really good suggestion. 
So moving on to plant-related gifts. I included a bunch of places that are either popular, I know about, or I've bought from in the past. Um, Whether it's an Etsy shop or just like a, a cool plant accessory, that kind of thing. So on my list is um, Braid and Wood, which I've never bought from them, but they are very well known for their plant hangers, very modern and simple plant hangers. So I did include them because it's just a really nice gift to give. Um, more elevated, I should say. The next thing I put on here is Garnished Garden, which is actually like the original plant-shaped pillows that you see everywhere. They are like the original creators of them, and they usually either drop them at particular times, but they don't just have them available online. It's very isolated on when they become available. And I believe if you want some, sometimes you have to message them on Instagram to see what's available or if they have it. So harder to get, but a really, really cool thing. The next one is pastels and plants. And honestly, I think she's rebranding really soon to do a different name. I linked her Etsy shop. Um, either way, it will get you to the same spot, but she always has really fun stickers and apparel with plants and it usually involves skulls as well or skeletons, which is really fun. Um, cause I know it's a very popular aesthetic with plant community and people in general to have like that darker side <laughs> with the plants. So that's really fun. I bought a sweatshirt from her that was a ghost with plants. Very cute. You've probably seen it on my social media. Um, The next one is Living Greenery. This is mostly plant stickers and prints as well as pins, a couple pins, but mostly love the stickers and the prints that they have. Very, very pretty artwork. The next one is Ficus and Plants. This one is mostly plant apparel, but they also have totes, mugs, blankets, all of the fun accessories like that. Some people might find it kitschy. I liked some of it, actually. I actually just bought their holiday sweater that says like plant lover on it and it's literally a holiday sweater that just says plant lover so you know those like aesthetic holiday sweaters that just have like the rows of like Christmas trees rows of Christmas gloves rows of like the snowflake on the sweater yeah I bought that from them (laughs) the next one is Aaron Apsley I believe is his last name um he does amazing watercolor work and he has plant prints, stickers, calendars. In my mind, he is one of the original people that have done this. And it's just the detail in his artwork is incredible. And I would highly recommend it. I bought a calendar from him too for 2023 already because it just released and I really wanted it. So I bought it and I've bought stickers. I currently have a sticker on my laptop of a Hoya that's blooming (laughs) from them. So highly recommend checking out their website. Plant Dosage is another, actually it was an Instagram account that I was following for the longest time and realized she had product or they had product. So they have plant apparel and jewelry mostly. And there are some odds and ends in between, Um, but really fun aesthetic, very modern, simple, but very cool. And then I just have a, um, a plant parent coloring book that you can find on Amazon attached because I think that's so fun. And for someone like me that's kind of relaxing while you're watching TV or something, especially if you have a stressful day or whatever, so I put that too. So go check those out when you get the chance of all those different shops with all those different options. Okay, we're going to move on to supplies and books, which is a little bit longer. 
Okay, supplies can mean kind of a slew of things. So I'm just going to kind of go through it a little bit more general. And then I'm going to suggest go look at the blog post for more detail. Now, when I say supply, the fertilizers and the insect control stuff might be very dependent on the person and they might be very particular in what they use already. So I'm not going to post a ton of that stuff. All I put was the Bonide Systemic Houseplant Insect Control because I highly recommend them. And I did attach the blog post of how I control pests just as a reference for you. That includes a couple other things. And then for fertilizer, I included what I use, which is Fox Farm Grow Big Liquid Fertilizer. I also included a couple other ones. So there's a really cool company called Flourish and they have an all-purpose organic plant food that is in a kind of droplet form. I would highly recommend them as well. Have not used them, but heard very good things. And there's also Joyful Dirt Fertilizer. So Joyful Dirt, I've heard is a very good company as well. So I did link those three things too, so you could see those. Beyond that, I didn't put anything that was kind of care that goes into your plant, if that makes sense. So I included other things. I included a humidifier. I actually attached the one that I currently have. It's a Honeywell brand and it's warm moisture, but there are a ton of humidifier options. This one might last, I would say when I have it on the low setting, I can get it to run like 12 hours. Um, the high setting runs maybe six, eight, six hours. So that's that humidifier, but there's a lot of bigger ones out there. There's ones that run differently. So that's the one I've used and I liked. I'm not willing to spend like $150 on a humidifier. So mine was only like 35. Um, and that's why I used it because it's one of the cheaper options and I wanted the warm moisture, not the cool moisture. So that's why I chose that. And then I have the moisture meter reader that I talk about almost in every episode <laughs> uh, linked as well. The one I have linked actually is a light and pH tester too. I don't use it for that. I just use it for a moisture gauge, but that's another good option to gauge that with it. And then I have the continuous spray bottle. Um, I really like this better than just a regular mister because it doesn't hurt my hands so much. <laughs> Um, and they're very, very nice and a lot easier to use. This one's a little bit larger than the spray bottle I've had in the past too. And it's, it's definitely a misting bottle. It's not a spray bottle. So it's not like you're spraying water on the leaves. You're just misting the area around it and the leaves. I included the DRAM compact pruners here as well. I also included a couple different plant shelves. So I currently bought the 12 tier plant shelf that I found on Amazon and I love it because I can reconfigure it however I want to and it's restackable. Very nice. Not necessarily great for really tall plants except for the top shelves because they are only about 12-ish depending on what kind of shelf you use or what kind of it depends on how you configure it but the shorter shelves are only about 12 inches tall. So you can't fit a ton of plants in there, but you could fit some trailing stuff in there, if that makes sense. Okay, and then I'm gonna just shout out my father-in-law because he is a big woodworker and he's actually been creating really small plant stands. So they fit probably about a six inch plant, but they're wonderful for tabletops or if you just wanna get your plant off the ground, really, really like them. 
And it kind of depends on the size pot you have, but I know we have details on his Etsy shop about it. Um, but small plant stand, I have that linked too, to my father-in-law's Etsy shop. And then I have greenhouses included. So I have the classic, it's called soccer greenhouse, which is the small white kind of like, maybe it's like 18 inches tall tabletop greenhouse from Ikea. I have three of three three of those. Yes. <laughs> um, those are really nice for small plants that you're trying to keep the hum- humidity in. It, they definitely work. And then I included a couple cabinets. So I'm not even going to try to pronounce them. I have the bigger Ikea cabinet attached and then I have the shorter Ikea cabinet attached. They're just glass cabinets, but people have been using them as greenhouses. So you can input a fan, you can input a grow light in there as well. Um, You could buy those separately and give them to your plant lover so they can assemble everything. So a lot of options there. Even if you put it in front of a window though, you don't necessarily have to do anything. You could just open the door to get some airflow in there, but you know, perfect for plants and that is what people have been using them for. I also included a few other greenhouse options. I know earlier I mentioned some people actually use plastic mini greenhouses in their house. So I did put a plastic small walk-in greenhouse. I believe at max it's like four feet tall and wide. Um, And then I also put a plastic shelf greenhouse. It's not, you can't walk in it, but you can completely close it. And it's just basically plastic surrounding a giant shelf um, to keep in humidity too. I included like the clear ones, but they have like a green film one on Amazon too, but I just included the clear ones. As a reference, I have not used these at all, um, but they are options for you. And then for fun, I also included that giant sunroom I was talking about that's eight foot by 20 foot. So just go click on the link because it's funny. (laughs) Okay. And then the last part Okay, not the last part. The second to last part. I put grow lights. So I did include the panel grow lights that I use that I have on my big plant shelf. And then the clip grow lights that I have bought in the past. The main one I really like is actually currently unavailable, which is frustrating. But the other one that I had that I also like, I put on there as well. I also recently bought an adjustable floor standing grow light and I just called it tall stand grow lights on the blog post but um, it works very nicely and for my tall house plants that I'm just throwing in the basement until I bring them outside again in spring it does the job very very well so that's another one I put and I also include the blog post the grow lights podcast and blog episode blog episode <laughs> blog post and podcast episode I don't know what I said there but that's what's going to be um, it was episode 63 if you wanted to listen more, but I did include that blog too. And kind of the last part I put on here is pots and containers. So that's something I'm just going to suggest exploring on the blog post because there are a ton of options. I put some decorative terracotta planters on there. I put some fun hanging planters, like I have a disco ball one. I have some more practical, um, just like my sister has black, really simple cylindrical planters that I put on there. Um, I mean, I put baskets on there as well. So I would highly recommend just checking out the blog post and seeing those for yourself. And then I think the last option as a gift idea would be plant books because I use them all the time. And for someone to reference information quickly, these are always a good go-to, at least for me. Obviously, 
you could suggest houseplant homebodies podcast episodes and blog posts which is also written down but books are great and it's still my standby plant information that I always go to myself so plantopedia is a great book one it's aesthetically beautiful so it's a great book to have on a coffee table or something that being said it is more expensive but worth it. It has great information in it. The one that might not be the best looking for your coffee table, (laughs) but I think has been the most useful for me is the Complete Houseplant Survival Manual. I love that book with all my heart and I would still suggest it. It does have some misinformation just over time. Things have changed with plant names and stuff like that, but plant care has not changed whatsoever. So I would highly suggest that book. A couple other ones, the Practical Houseplant book is also a big go-to for me, and there is a Cactus and Succulent version that is the Practical Cactus and Succulent book. Those are amazing books. Another one that is always my go-to is The Healing Power of Plants, and the last one I usually am able to find a bunch of suggestions and help is called Houseplants, A Guide to Choosing and Caring for Indoor Plants. So, I will have all of those linked for sure. My top two Aesthetic-wise, Plantopedia. Information-wise, the Complete Houseplant Survival Manual and the Practical Houseplant Book. That's what I would say. Okay, that is the giant gift guide episode. So, I know that's a ton of information. I'm going to break it down in a couple ways, though. If you have a plant lover you want to buy for, they have everything. Start asking them, what's their wish list plants? Or what are some common plants that they really, really would like to try? Or if you want to go the supply route and you're at their house pretty often, start checking brands of their stuff or asking what they use and show interest. Someone might say, well, why are you asking? You should just be like, oh, we're for future reference when I get houseplants someday or when I have houseplants or when I'm trying to figure out a different option for myself kind of thing. I, you know, not everyone's going to be skeptical, I guess. (laughs) I wouldn't be. I would just be thinking they'd be interested in hearing about it, which is great. If you want to buy for someone that is kind of at a medium level, I think some of the fun accessories um, or plant supplies or grow lights, probably grow lights, a humidifier, that kind of thing is something they might not have yet, but they are getting towards needing and would like to experiment with. So if if they have a few plants and they're trying to grow their collection, something like that could help them grow their collection and have other options for them. So like a grow light humidifier, that kind of thing. Also plants are always a good option. I'm going to say that for every single one. And then for someone that is a newer plant parent, I would suggest getting them a starter kit. So just like a low maintenance house plant, the essential supplies with a soil, watering can, fertilizer, pruner, and then a pot. Make sure it has drainage and a saucer with it. You could also do gloves with it as well. So that would be a really fun thing for a newer plant parent to do. Or if they have plants already, getting them a plant essentials kit in general, also really fun. So that is all of my suggestions. I'm going to repeat myself again. If you don't usually go to the blog post, this is a good blog post to go to. So just go to houseplant-homebody.com and go to blog and then it will be at the front. And then if you're listening to this later, just type in gift guide and it will come up. Hope you enjoyed.
Thanks for listening to episode 70 of Houseplant Homebody, and this was all about the Plant Lover's Gift Guide. Don't forget to check out the blog post that corresponds with this episode if you go to houseplant-homebody.com and go to the blog page, you'll find it there. Also, don't forget to find me at Houseplant Homebody LLC on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast along with liking, saving, and commenting on social media. Odds are, if you like this podcast, someone else will too. I love to hear what you've learned from this episode or really anything that I'm doing and your plant experiences, so please share them with me because I love it. Also, you can help support your favorite podcast by joining me on my Become a Supporter website page to get exclusive podcast episodes, access to a supporter-only Facebook group, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means the world to me, and I'm super excited to keep bringing you plant bios and information. Also, don't forget to check back every other Tuesday for the brand new episode and blog post. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. Hello. Okay, I've definitely been wanting to do this kind of podcast episode for a very long time because I think it's just great. And I know this was not the episode I actually put on the newsletter, which is funny because I just changed things around. Whatever. I thought this would be way more helpful to do it at this point in November than when it was too late because then you have time to plan and think about it and like get ideas. So that's why I kind of switched some things around. So hopefully you love this episode. I also wanted to say throughout the week, I am going to post on my stories about the products I'm talking about and I will link them um, throughout the week in my stories. I'll probably try to do like a category um, and then stick with that for the day or something like that. And I just, I wanted you guys to know to check Instagram the week this comes out. Um, I'm also going to do a plant highlight of the products themselves. So I probably won't include the plant shops there specifically. I have a separate plant shop recommendations highlight that I'll put everything there, but I will have a gift guide highlight to reference with all of the direct links to any of the places, Um, like the plant-related experiences and the online shops, the the plant-related gifts the plant supplies, all of that stuff. I will have links to that stuff too, but the blog post is a good place to start. So I I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Other than that, for me, what have I been doing? Well, my youngest niece just turned one this past weekend, so I was busy with that. It was very fun, um, very exciting for her. She's adorable. Um, So that was a lot of fun to be with family and I've just been hanging out. Obviously, Halloween just happened. Um, and if you saw me on Instagram, I actually made my costume and I was a philodendron Rio. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, go check out. I think it's probably the last reel that I made um, as of, you know, today recording this. But it was very fun. My husband wanted to be a lamp. So all he did was buy a lampshade. Um, but he suggested he could be a grow light if I'm a plant. So that's kind of why we did that, which is also very funny. Um, so it was a lot of fun to make my costume. I, I'm not a big Halloween person, but like that was really fun. And I haven't done that since I was a kid. So it was, it was very, very fun. And what else? Work has been stressful lately. So I haven't, as you know, I haven't been as present on social media because I've been focusing on my job lately. It's just been very stressful and I've just been trying to work through it and it'll just keep getting better. But I just needed to put some time into that. I mean, as I'm sure you guys know, I do have a full-time job. It's, it's, I usually work 45 to 50 hours a week at my current job. So it does take up most of my time during the week. So that's been a bit much. 
but it'll just keep getting better. And then we just have a lot going on because then it's Thanksgiving and then my other niece's third birthday and then Christmas and then New Year's and then it'll be 2023 and then hopefully eventually Peter and I will buy a house and then I'll you'll go on that adventure with us. So it'll it's just it's a lot going on for the holidays but hopefully it slows down for a little bit in early spring before we really start trying to buy a house probably in the summertime is probably the soonest we'll be able to but anyway that's what we have going on just a lot of friends and family and yeah I hope you guys are enjoying this time of year for me fall is just not the happiest time because I am not a fan of fall or winter that much um for the fashion I am (laughs) but besides that it means no flowers I mean means no flowers outside it means no green outside it's snow it's cold um it's scary driving situations so um it's not the most happy time of year for me I love the summer I thrive in the heat um but the holiday time is amazing for me I love the holidays so it that always makes me flip my mood around all the time. So I love decorating for the holidays. I love Christmas music and holiday music. So um, I will already be listening to holiday music. But since Peter's birthday is always on Thanksgiving, which this year it is, or right around it, we usually wait to decorate for Christmas till after his birthday. So it's very understandable why we do that. But usually on my desk up here when I'm recording, I have a couple Christmas stuff already. And I'm already thinking about it. I'm already holiday shopping because that's what I do. So anyways, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and this helped you guys figure out what kind of gift you want to get for your plant lover. Um, But when in doubt, just ask because I guarantee any plant lover would love any excuse to talk about plants. So, okay. Well, hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.